to overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today, we have a returning guest, Dr. Twyla Dell. Twyla is a published author, an environmental leader, and a fuel transition historian. She has written five environmental books. She is podcasting and blogging on reducing gasoline use. Twyla, thank you for joining us again, and we are super excited to hear what you have to share with us today. Would you like to just uh, introduce yourself to the people that do not know who you are? Yes, I'd be delighted to. And actually, we're up to six books now, Ed, because we just published Good Night Gasoline. That is a picture book. I just sent it to you. Look for it in your email. And it is gorgeous. And in 20 pages, we have told people how to abandon their gasoline addiction because of what it is doing to the world and uh, what will happen when we do. So we have the obvious problem of everyone burning gasoline at 20 pounds of carbon dioxide per gallon. And we have added the information piece that your odometer leaves behind not only a record of the number of miles that you've traveled, but the number of pounds that you have left behind because you leave behind about a pound of carbon dioxide per mile. So my car has 79,000 miles on it, and it has left behind, with my help, 79,000 pounds of gasoline. Now, do we want to keep doing that? We've been prisoners of the gasoline power play, and we can become instead customers and choose to buy less and less gasoline. Yeah, that's very important for us to realize our consumption is the demise of our atmosphere. Yeah, the gasoline is the greatest, burning gasoline is the greatest pollution that we do. And not burning gasoline is the best way to stop that pollution. If every one of us is running around at a pound of carbon dioxide per mile, uh, we can stop that. We can just, just back away from the whole gasoline power structure, the whole oil and uh, car and media trinity that runs our lives. I'm feeling very, uh, what shall I say, <laughs> argumentative today about this. Well, that's always a good thing. You know, you've got to be out there fighting the fight to get things done. So on your one sheet that you sent over, there was a particular thing that caught my eye. It states, there has never been a more dire time to get this message to the public. As citizens of the world, 
we have given the responsibility of stopping climate change to the governments and corporations when it's ours to do. That's right. That, that is so amazing and so true. We lack well, taking the responsibility for our own actions. That's a good statement, Twyla. Well, and it, you know, we all recycle something and we feel righteous about it. And every time I throw out a tin can or a plastic bottle, I feel good. But really, you know, those recycled uh, pieces of material boil down to about the size of a pencil eraser. And we've got gasoline uh, burning, CO2 by the thousands of pounds that we never mentioned. And when Biden and his 40 uh, leaders talk today, they're never going to mention the word gasoline. It is the best kept secret on the planet. Well, that's true. Speaking of Biden, uh, today being Earth Day 2021, right. Biden, Biden released today that he has a target of 50% reduction in greenhouse emissions by 2030. Do you think that's yeah. possible, Twyla? Well, it's not only possible. He should move it up to 2025. The planet can't wait. The Arctic Circle can't wait. Uh, we have a one-way ticket on this planet, and there's no going back. We just have to get this in hand. And if all of us are still running around burning gasoline like there's no uh, problem, we have missed the time that we have to stop this. And we can't even keep burning gasoline like this. We just have to quit. We are customers. We're not addicts. And once we wake up to that fact, and the odometer tells us exactly the kind of CO2 we're leaving behind. We just have to quit. You know, we quit like cigarettes. Yes. Speaking of that, you know, you have a new website. How we can I do. stop climbeandchangenow.com. Right. It states there, in the U.S., air pollution kills around 100,000 people every year. It's the cause of 3% of all U.S. deaths, which is more deaths than traffic accidents and homicides combined. The air pollution costs the American economy up to $1 trillion per year. So while some still debate the greenhouse effect, few can deny the importance of saving American lives and lungs. That is so true. I suffer yeah. from COPD because I chose earlier in my life to put pollutants into my lungs. And oh. <laughs> I can, yes, it's a bad thing. And now I can really tell the difference in the air quality if I go outside on a bad day or a good day. Big difference, and it's all controllable by what we put in the airs. Now, we all have choices, and we get to choose what we do. So it's about time we start choosing to do the right thing. It starts with our atmosphere and where we live. If we want to live in garbage, we're going to feel like garbage. Earth Day started back in the 70s. Is that correct? Yeah, 1970. So it was created 
to induce an awareness to the population. Do you know if that really has taken off and met the targeted goals that it wanted to meet? I don't know the original goals, but of course it certainly has stirred up the kind of response that we see today. Uh, we're now into 30-some years into it, and uh, it has claimed more and more attention as the planet has spoken more and more with the kind of weather that we're getting. That's the vocabulary that Mother Earth talks to us with through storms and, and uh, the kind of weather she throws out, hurricanes and so forth. That's her vocabulary. So we've begun to wake up, and the idea that Biden, President Biden is now really taking on climate change full force is a great comfort, a great comfort to many, because we have been looking for a leader around whom we can rally and, and throw our efforts together to really make some things happen, and the air quality is one of them. And yet, they have yet to speak of gasoline. I seem to be the only one on the planet who talks about stopping gasoline. Uh, we cannot get to the goal he wants unless we stop burning gasoline. It's that simple. So the yeah. uh, climate agreement, the Paris Climate Agreement, set new goals. And, of course, they're trying to keep from going over the edge into the hothouse world, as they call it, or the greenhouse world. And we're perilously close. And there's so much momentum behind with the kind of carbon dioxide we're releasing into the air. Uh, how we can stop that on a dime, I don't know, and still stay within the temperature ranges that they want to keep. And once we go over that, I don't know how we get it back. We just don't. People don't appreciate that. Yeah, well, a lot of people are like ostriches with their heads in the sand. They don't want to face reality. And it takes people like you, Twyla, out there being aggressive to get people to be aware of what they are actually doing. Gasoline, uh, the history of it, it started back with Ed Edwin Drake. Uh, well, before Edwin Drake, there was George Bissell. And actually, yes. a, April 16th is the 166th anniversary of the uh, identification of gasoline in an oil sample that was given to Benjamin Silliman, who was a professor of chemistry at Yale University at the time. And he was given the first oil sample gathered by two attorneys from Dartmouth, New Hampshire, and uh, they were looking for ways to increase their wealth, to build their their uh, empire. And they found this oil sample and took it. First, they went to uh, Pennsylvania, where the oil was oozing out of the ground, Titusville, western Pennsylvania, and uh, bought a 105-acre farm in order to have a stake in what they assumed would be a great discovery. Because uh, on the West Coast, gold had been discovered. So here on the East Coast, they wanted to duplicate that some way, and oil was going to be it. <coughs> so on April 16th, 1855, they take a couple of half barrels of, of murky liquid uh, to, uh, to uh, Yale University lab to be analyzed, uh, which they did. They were charged $1,200 for the uh, report, and the uh, chemist 
who did it, Benjamin Silliman, said that this is one of the great oil, this is one of the great reports in history, that all of these samples were good to go. So the first one was rigoline, which turned out to be like ether. In fact, they used it for ether for people undergoing surgery until ether came along some years later. And then the second one was so volatile, if you dropped a couple of drops on the floor, it banged and carried on, and they didn't know what to do with it. And that was what would become gasoline. And then the third level was kerosene, and they loved that it was perfect, and that's how the whole kerosene industry took off. John Rockefeller got rich on kerosene because they needed light at night so they could uh, have manufacturing go into the evening hours. And so kerosene was it. It went around the world. And so the the byproduct of the whole process going down the whole uh, test tube to paraffin at the bottom was uh, to create a world using oil instead of animal products because whales were being killed all the way up into Alaska. They were fishing dry. Well, not that they were fish, but they were hunting dry the oceans of the world trying to get oil from these magnificent animals. And uh, they had to have a substitute. Uh, lard from animals was used for grease of the few machines that they had. But as the Industrial Revolution took off, and not enough animal fat and the quantity and quality to grease that kind of revolution, so they really needed something else. And so the lower levels of that test tube became the, the grease of the Industrial Revolution with paraffin at the bottom, which was for candles. So it was just a package. I mean, this is absolutely one of the most important moments in human history that has been overlooked. Gasoline was thrown out for 40 years because they didn't have an internal combustion engine to burn it in. And it was too volatile. And they tried to sell it as uh, fuel for stoves. If you can imagine cooking on an open <laughs> gasoline flame, that would set your hair on fire and often yeah. did. And uh, so not until 1895 did uh, gasoline find its place. And then, of course, the 20th century took off. So a April 16th, uh, last week, is the 166th anniversary of the discovery of gasoline. And we're putting that on the national calendar as the great gasoline goodbye. So this year, we have to organize ourselves, our consciousness and our travel patterns to and our uh, purchase of cars that don't burn gasoline to begin to get it out of our lives. It is a scourge we have to leave behind. You know, the world is hooked on oil. And like you mentioned, so many products that our world depend on comes from this oil. And well, there's nothing wrong with those other products. It's gasoline that's the problem. Is there any other way to get gasoline that's a cleaner fuel? I I know like in, uh, what was it, in the 80s, I believe, they started adding ethanol to it? Yeah, uh, you know, that is isn't that all that different. It is and it's so hard on the environment. I mean, while you're doing is robbing Peter to pay Paul, you're you're plowing fields of corn. I mean, really, is this what we want to do? We have to get out of of that whole mindset of having our cake and eating it too. We have to leave behind this whole paradigm 
and and by the way, I've written a blog called Paradigmal Paradigm, How Lovely Are They Branches. If you go to my website, you will see it there. And we have to face the fact that we have to depart from this age and move into the solar age and alternative forms of power. We can't have, as long as we're burning gasoline and ethanol and all of that, we're still in the 20th century. We have to get out of that. When we are burning less than half of our of our power to go with gasoline, then we can say we're moving into the 21st century. And I hope we do that this decade. Well, it seems like it's getting more momentum towards, you know. There is. Absolutely there is. Yeah, alternative methods of energy. But still, uh, they're still pushing on with oil heavily, and I I see they're fracking for natural gases. What what do you see with that, Twyla, about this fracking in wells like that? Well, that's going to go on for a long time, and there's not much we can do about it, but we can do something about gasoline. I keep coming back to that because this is entirely a realization. We call it conscious driving. All of a sudden you think, hey, what am I doing? I look at my odometer and I've just laid in another 100 pounds of carbon dioxide to the atmosphere with my name on it. I think I want to stop doing that. Well, you, you state we are polluting more than any of us know by using gasoline. We're just at that tipping point where if we don't take decisive action, we can lose a beautiful planet to destruction. Well, we are. We are, absolutely are. And I think the coronavirus uh, pandemic has shown us that we can communicate other ways and travel other ways, and we are just simply going to have to. We're going to have to rearrange our communities so that they are easier to access. I say this even as the suburbs south of me are just proliferating over former farmland. I mean, it's a pattern that's going to be very difficult to stop. But uh, it's going to stop on a dime here pretty quickly. So we we have to take the steering wheel, if we may, of our cars and steer away metaphorically from the fuel that we are putting in the cars. We have to go to electric cars, uh, communication by electronic means, and we have to do it consciously with the realization, that, oh, my God, I'm really contributing heavily to this. If you look at the uh, Goodnight Gasoline book, the first thing you see is this elephant, this huge, gorgeous elephant. You see that? Yes. Yeah, and how much does it weigh? <laughs> well, that's that's hard to say. Let's let's look at the it says that a full tank of gas averages three hundred miles. This adds up to fifteen thousand six hundred pounds of CO two per year per driver. So is yeah. that how much that elephant weighs? Yes. <laughs> I'll be darned. Well, that's the equivalent of a bull elephant. And yeah. before you get to the elephant, every 3,000 miles you drive, you're throwing the weight of your car into the atmosphere because it is a pound a mile. And yeah. so that the book is so beautiful and so simple to show you 
a bull yeah. elephant, 15,600 pounds, and you've just created that over a year's time. And uh, Mother Earth is saying, you know, you may not believe in me, but I believe in you because I'm being asked to absorb every bit of stuff you're throwing at me. And she's going to fire back. Yeah. She is firing back. It states in your book also, the world currently emits 51 billion tons of carbon dioxide a year. That's right. To cause the sea level to rise. Right. So, how is the world emitting this? Just through gasoline, or is there? No, uh, it's uh, all of the greenhouse gases. Okay. Um, okay. Transportation, agriculture, building, everything, and transportation is only about twenty-eight percent of that that uh, pie, and cars are probably only ten percent of the pie. But nevertheless, from an individual point of view, this is one of the the uh, outstanding facts of gasolina that it is so measurable. You know exactly when you've burnt a gallon of gasoline, you've left behind 20 pounds. And uh, unlike the recycling bin you put out every week, you have no idea how much of that is going to be recycled, how much energy it's going to take to do it, where it's going to go. Gasoline has a completely documented uh, life and death, and so we uh, have no excuse to pay no attention to it. Yeah, so in this new book, which is beautiful, and I love the graphics, it says, how can you help? You can limit your use. Yeah. You can keep track of your miles and drive less ride bicycles and walk more. There are great benefits of getting out of the car, walking, riding, breathing the air, enjoying the atmosphere on your skin. When you're inside of a car, there's a lot going on that we do not even think about. You're breathing more stagnant air. You're putting a lot of gasoline emissions into the atmosphere. 20, 20 pounds per gallon? Yeah. You can look it up. I didn't make it up. <laughs> it's yeah. in the EPA.gov and EIA.gov. That's Energy Information Agency. In fact, I found that as I was researching for my book, which we talked about last time, Fueling Change, how we created climate change one fuel at a time. And uh, I found that and I thought, holy cow, I had no idea. I mean, this is a well-kept secret. And understand when you watch one commercial after another of cars, they are all talking about the comfort, the adventure, the luxury, the superiority, they never talk about mileage, they, and it's just lying there in the open, and we're so addicted we don't even see it. Yeah. Well, in this beautiful book, it also says spread the word. Have discussions with your family and friends. This is how we get awareness flowing, discussions, right. talking about it. And, you know, when you have these discussions – Have yourself a notepad and take down notes that 
Wyla offers a lot of information on all of her websites, and I'll have all of those links for you in the show notes. But arm yourself for these discussions so you know what you're talking about a little bit. And you don't have to know everything. What you need to do is start spreading the word and get people talking about this need of reduction of greenhouse gas. That's yeah, so one of the one of the uh, books we brought out this year is a workbook called The Gasoline Diet. All of these are available on Amazon, by the way, and uh, it has pages of uh, charts where you can keep track of your mileage. I don't have an app that does what I wanted to do, and I wish I did, but you'll just have to do what we call a kitchen table exercise where you sit down with your family and you say, well, who goes here on Monday? And, and use your phone to, to count the miles to your destination and be sure to count the return trip. And so you just chart out day after day where you go, what you're doing. Is there any way to eliminate any of that? Is there any way to combine it? Is there any way to delay it? You know, you begin to get serious about a pound, a mile. Now, one of the... Uh, silly things I have done is to suggest, what if it were a pound of butter every mile? I mean, imagine, you've either got butter dribbling out of your tailpipe, or maybe it's packaged in a box. Every mile, a box of butter falls out of your tailpipe. How long would how long would that go on? Yeah. That's no, a lot not at all. But because the particulates are invisible, they they uh, are not seen unless you see a diesel truck or a, a badly uh, in need of repair old car that's coughing out uh, exhaust. Otherwise, we're just not aware of it because uh, certainly over time, as you said, we've spent the entire 20th century learning how to make gasoline better because there was so much smog, so so much ground level ozone. People along the highways, uh, there was an experiment I may have told you before about the uh, the gang members who whose lungs were looked at after they had died in a in a uh, what do you call it autopsy, and they they had the lungs of old people because they had lived next to the freeway. So we've done a lot to clean up the whole gasoline thing. So now it's so clean that we don't see it, and they don't mention it. And today, 40 world leaders will talk about what should be done, and they do not even think of addressing the motorists around the world who are leaving that kind of exhaust behind. And we have to be challenged on a national basis, and that's what I'm trying to do, just one little voice, that's all I can do. That's why I appreciate your having me on. Well, no, I appreciate you coming on because this teaches people, and that's what I'm about. I love help people learn new things. And, you know, we've been fighting gasoline and this crisis for quite some time. I remember back during the crisis of the 70s when there were such long lines in the gasoline uh, yes. pumps. That's when we were playing politics with the gasoline yes. stores and process and supply around the world. That was in uh, 1973, 4? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 74. Five, somewhere in there. Yeah, right in there. And, you know, the the amazing thing that I I particularly notice that people do, and it kind of just irritates me a little bit, they set and they will idle their car for oh, yeah. hours. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. Uh, the school lines, people, mothers sitting there waiting half an hour for their child to come out of the building. Got to stop that. Yeah, you know, it, just the awareness that the ease and convenience of what we're doing is making it yeah. so you know, terrible. We're, we're just asleep at the wheel, quite literally. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. We are uh-huh. sleeping at the wheel. So, Twyla, uh, I sure do appreciate everything you do. And, you know, I am going to keep pushing your agenda for you and share oh, as thank much you. as I can. I what? wanted to say that, that uh, today being Earth Day, we've asked people to uh, uh, join the honk herd around the world. And at 4.22 p.m., no matter where they are, do this because I've, I've asked everybody to try to make this go viral. At 4.22 p.m. today, that is April the 4th month and 22 being the 22nd day, Earth Day, and it's the honk herd around the world. And we've mm. put out... Uh, announcements to everybody as far as we can reach and they their people and they their people and we hope it'll go around the world if you can do something about that today that would be something wonderful well you know twyla you just gave me a mission i'll do a special (laughs) broadcast i'll get on and simulcast this out and actually play our interview before it's even edited and uh We'll let people listen to it and send out that honk around the world request. Honk heard around the world. Yeah. The honk heard around the world. Yeah, just like the shot heard around the world for the American Revolution. So this is my my honk around the world to stop burning gasoline. All right. Well, with that, Twyla, I do want to thank you for coming on this Earth Day with us and spreading the message of a better world by eliminating our use of gasoline. Thank you. Does this tank of gasoline make me look fat? Yes, Yes, it does. (laughs) Start walking. All right, Twyla. Thank you for joining us today and you enjoy your afternoon. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.